It's like, just go do it. You can do whatever you want. There's nobody here. You can do whatever you want. It's actually funny. Um, so, uh, before last week, actually, I um, reached out to Actor Theater and got the archival video because I wanted oh, wow. to just kind of, yeah, I wanted to kind of walk, watch it again and refresh my memory because it's been so long, right? And one of the quotes I wrote, wrote down was, I believe Kenny said this in that ice cream scene, and he said, I should, I should be allowed to be scared instead of always fixing things. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We're streaming live on gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream, and you can access that live stream by visiting gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream. My name is Tom, and I am your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing co-host, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. And welcome you all to the dish i want to start things off before we move on into anything else by saying happy summer solstice it is officially summer today's the 21st it is the longest day of the year the shortest day excuse me the shortest night of the year and um i hate to you know break it to you but it's all downhill from here so we start losing daylight hours <laughs> uh, unfortunately the weather hasn't been cooperating either it's been chillier than it hasn't been it. juning like most junes i love it it, <laughs> it it's actually hasn't been too bad it, it, it really no, hasn't been too bad they're claiming we're supposed to have maybe weather in the 90s in a day or two but i don't know I will take it. Yeah. I will take it. I know. Uh, I usually at this time, we'd be in the pool. You know what I'm saying? It, right. It just, Get a heated pool. It, it, this it, is the weather I want. It ain't ha- <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mind the cool the cool air at night, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not juning correctly. Yeah. It's not juning. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people don't realize, too, that you know, summer officially doesn't start until the 21st, so it is seasonable seasonably possible to to have cooler weather in the earlier parts of june look i wore a tux at gala and i was so worried i was gonna be a sweaty fucking mess Mm. and i wasn't no neither was i literally i'm thanking the gala gods like the gala gods (laughs) honestly it should be like that all the time that's a thing uh the gala gods yeah the week running up to gala i thank them a lot well, that's all right. We we shall we shall worship them. It's it's all we have to say. But anyway, we are back. Uh, we have uh, an awesome dish, as we have said before, um, or at least as I promised, I would try to bring you you know good news stories and happy feel feel good stories. So got a couple of those lined up for you guys later on. But before we do that, we're going to do our roundtable. Um, and I'm going to toss it over to Trish. He started last time, so it's up to you. How are you, Trish? Gaily happy. Gaily happy. I'm fine. Fine. Yeah. You were you were having a, an emotional moment um, earlier um, yeah. before we went live. I was. Tell us a little bit about why you, you were going through your emotions. Yeah, so we opened the podcast with a clip from um, 
This Queer Book Saved My Life, which mm-hmm. is another podcast. We had um, them on our show to talk and talk about their podcast and what they do. And then I ended up going on their show to talk about a queer book that really uh, impacted my life. Um, and that was a little snippet from it. You should all check it out. Um, I believe, we'll put the links on the post later tonight, but I think it's this queer book saves my life.com. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely put the, we'll put the link on it and make sure that you guys can access the episode. Um, but we've you, been waiting for a while for it to release. It finally did. It did. Yeah. And before the show, I was listening to it so that I could remember what the fuck I said. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I got a little teary. It was really good. They did a great job. I, they did a beautiful job and you know, the audio was great and, and you know, the episode itself I'm sure is going to be fantastic when I do listen to it. I, I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, but I'm, I'm happy that you did it because it gave you an opportunity to, to be able to, to have a conversation about, you know, something that was so pivotal in your, in, in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You had an opportunity to sit down and talk about something that impacted your life in a positive way um, that made you, in a sense, the person you are today. Yeah, but I also think, you know, it's really important, too, is I, I feel like writers and authors, the stories that they tell, reaffirming that they 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 do matter right. and they do make a difference right whether it's one person or a million what you put on the page what you write down it it can make a huge difference in someone's life or it can be detrimental either way right it can go any which way you know and i so i'm a firm believer that i believe that your path right so a lot of people believe in destiny I believe in choice. I believe in in the power of an individual self um, taking something that could be either good or bad and deciding how they want to move forward with that, right? You have that power. No one can take that from you. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when you when you start listening to a podcast like This Queer Book Saved My Life, you are listening to people who had an experience with an author um, who changed the course, right? As a result of that play, as a result of the writing, as a result of the content, um, they made a conscious decision to to go in a different path that ordinarily they wouldn't have taken had they not listened to or experienced that work from someone. And that is powerful mm-hmm. because it means that you have the ability to take control of who you are as an individual and your future, yep. right? So and, and- beautiful. To be clear, it's thisqueerbook.com. Thisqueerbook.com. Yeah. There you go. So check it out. So I'm happy you did it. Um, anything else going on in your life? Uh, <laughs> yes, but I'm not going to put it out there on this podcast today. Okay. So are you happy that this Gal podcast, is over? This podcast might might end your life yeah. <laughs> if you put it out there. No, oh. no. You know, my the uh, the accounts. So we had a meeting today. Oh, no, never and, mind. No, and, no. And the accounts manager today after the meeting said, you know, I've got a lot of personal stuff going on in my life. And sometimes when... And we have intense conversations. I just want to walk away. And I did feel like that at work. But when I say that, there is some stuff going on in my life. Um, uh, my sister got engaged. Uh-huh. Oh, Congratulations. Um, this happened yesterday. So mm-hmm. I'm super happy for her. And that was my first thought. But my second thought was, 
motherfucker, you've been married, you've been divorced, and then you've been engaged two times, and I can't even lock down a man for a month. She's still single. Girl, bite the bullet. Talk to that guy. Which one? Who else? Your coffee guy. Your coffee mate. Your coffee mate. (laughs) Starbucks, actually. Did I tell you about my business card? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, so that happened. No, I... I, I, my business card fell out of my pocket at Starbucks and I just left it there. But all that to be said, I'll probably go get coffee tomorrow and we'll see what happens. That's it. Well, you just make sure that, you know, he, like, hey, um, he knows. I was just wondering if you'd like to go out for coffee and maybe get engaged. No, <laughs> no literally. <laughs> I love it. I no. Icebreaker. That's yeah. an icebreaker. No, just like all of our listeners, all five of you. Two, all five of you? Three. I don't know how many. Um, just put it out there. Like, Nick needs a little dick. Come on. <laughs> just a, Not little a little dick. Just a little dick. Like a dick. <laughs> he, he needs something. He needs a little something. He something. needs to get pounded out. How Jaybird, was, uh, how are you? Uh, another question. How was Father's Day? It was fine. You talked to dad? Of course I talked to daddy. And your bro? I talked to my bro the day after because it was his birthday and I couldn't get a hold of him the day of fa- Father's Day. Um, but... It was fine. It was good. My father had a good Father's Day. I sent him... Oh, my God, that motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I sent him... So, my brother now has a daughter. Mm -hmm. And my sister just got engaged. Yeah. And my dad is, like, all about the two of them. And I'm, like, sitting sitting over here in the corner, like, I Mm -hmm. fucking flew down there how many fucking times to help you when you were broken? How many fucking times? And I sent him a gift, and the gift was like an isolated, um, an insulated mug that said, your favorite child bought you this, or something like that for Father's Day. And he sent a picture to my sister, and I'm not joking. Oh, my God. Of the, of the mug, and said, thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> oh he... And, oh, and I, oh. I, I honestly, he knew it was from me. Oh, Carl, so I you think no he was just trying to started. incite shit. Yeah. But I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me, Carl? You and have no si- idea." What I don't you know started. if my sister knows that my dad was joking, but at the same time, like, it was a little hurtful because he even <laughs> called me up and he's like, "I just got Amanda's gift." Oh. Like, okay, Carl. Okay, oh, Carl. He, he's in trouble now. You're in big trouble, Mr. Don't Carl. get any more surgeries where you need me to fly down and help you. Mm, oh, you're going to be all on your own. That actually paid off, though. Oh, I will say that. Well, yeah. agreed. Thanks, Mom and Dad. So, Jaybird, hey. over to you. Over to me. How was your daddy's Happy day? Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Happy it, Daddy's Day. It was very low key. I really didn't do anything. I got two shirts, another me and this. Mm. A ring and uh i got a foot massager <laughs> a foot massager, a foot massager have you tried it not yet did you stick it in yet not yet uh but it was low-key i spent the day with mom everybody was trying to figure out what they wanted to do with me and you know the whole what do you want to do what we're gonna come over and we can have a picnic and i'm like no that's just work for me yeah exactly because i don't like nobody fucking with my grill so i know so he, that, they'll all start cooking and i kind of just mm. nudge my way in and I was like, I'm not feeling like working for Father's Day, so I would just kind of postpone that. Yeah. Unless you're gonna like, you know, <laughs> have it catered. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my the day before Father's Day, so Saturday, I called my dad and I was like, Well, what are you doing tomorrow? 
And he, you know, he told me his plans and he's like, and your mom just doesn't get it. Like I want, they wanted to go out to this sushi place and whatever and go with Amanda. And my mom was like, Oh, well let, let me call and make a reservation. And my dad was like, you don't have to make a reservation for father's day. It's not mother's day. No one gives a shit. Oh, <laughs> it's true. Is he wrong now? Well, there what? was this whole thing that came out where, um, I don't know. I think it was on MSNBC, but they were talking about how much the American people will spend on father's day versus, versus mother's, mother's day. day. And yeah. it was like a huge difference. Right. And, and my dad was like, yeah, checks out. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you also have to keep in mind too. I mean, if you don't send something to your mother, you're, you're fucked. Your father yeah. just stuck it in and contributed. Your mother had to carry you for nine months and push you out her vagina. Valid. That, well, that's that hurts. Right. Jay pushed them all out of his vagina. Mm-hmm. Virginus. Yeah. Mm. All, all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but but I mean, so I mean, I could see, I mean, I, I didn't have a, a relationship with my father, so I can completely understand how my mother would totally get, you know, first dibs on everything. Um, You know, I took it to the casino for Mother's Day. She spent my money. Well, she resourcefully. She had fun. Yeah, she did. She's she always has fun when she goes to the casino. Um, yeah, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. I just we chilled. Um, my so it's also my nephew's birthday on Father's Day. So mm. so my youngest sister. How selfish of him to yeah. be born on Father's <laughs> know, Day. Rude. So they they cut a cake for him. So I ended up just taking mom over and hung, hanging out with them. So my sister, you know, she tried to kind of cater to me a bit. You know, oh here, you know cooked i cooked here eat you know i just don't stick around long because she has five cats and oh god no. i'm allergic mm. <laughs> so but i still hung out like two three hours with her and then you're such a horrible bisexual man yeah. how could you be allergic to pussies yeah. uh, first of all i don't get it <laughs> well i'm not bi but cats gotta go <laughs> yeah no. literally that's like, i like them they're cute but i can't my, yeah my eyes cute. swell up and, i can't deal know, with cats though. i need to see <laughs> yeah i've told that story on the show and it's not dating, that i'm yeah. not a cat person i love kitties i pet they're everybody cute. else's cat I just I just can't deal with a cat in my house. I gotta yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I have Nasty. a very limited timeline around cats and then I start breaking out. So Yeah. Yeah. Cat, uh-huh. cats are too in- independent for me. I wanna chase yeah. you and be like, pick up your shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're like, No, I'll go on my own. Thank you. I was like, No, nobody's got time for that. I need you to just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Let me take care of you. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the Puerto Rican woman in me. Yeah. Well <laughs> you're also spoiled too, because your dogs are codependent. Yeah. Codependent. They are. <laughs> That's they're, that's putting like, it kindly. Yeah, they're like appendages. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this weekend, like this has not. This has got. I feel like gotten worse with Fitz. But this weekend, I was here and I tried to go outside and keep Fitz inside. And oh. normally with me, he's pretty good. Right. But lately, I he's been nipping at my feet. Oh yeah. And I, at one shit. point, I straight up was like, Tom. Tom, I'm over here. I'm like, no, you need to be over here because I want to come outside and I cannot. <laughs> so the problem is, oh, because you were doing the yard work. Well, I was. We were doing the, all, all the the things in the yard. The problem is, is that if he's on the other side of the door and I'm on the other side of the door, yeah. and you're trying to come in through that well, door, I've, I've experienced that at the to gate where I am. Times. Yeah. he's not going to let you. He's like, no, my father's out there. You can't go there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he starts like getting crazy. He doesn't bite. So Fitz doesn't bite. He doesn't. He pretends. He, he nips. He kind of gnaws at yeah, you. Yeah, like you yeah. can feel it, but he would never like clamp. 
Right. Yeah. Like he, honestly, I just think he's just being a bitch. He's just being like, you know what? I'm just going to show you my teeth and hope that, you know, that, I scare you a little yeah. bit. That's kind of like a Puerto Rican chancleta compared to exactly. Bell. <laughs> like he feels like, okay, I'm going to intimidate this person. This is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because at first you're like, oh shit, he tried to bite me. But then if you if you actually leave your hands there, he doesn't do anything. It's kind of like a get away. And and to be fair, like <laughs> I would say seventy five percent of the time he really just wants to like bounce and run and go bark at something. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's not really about you, but it is about you. Like yeah. he needs to have like one, he's like he's protecting. He's like yeah. that eye moody, yeah. like one eye on yeah. him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, yeah. look, Dad, I'm protecting you. And, <laughs> and I'm barking like, at I'm, everything. But I'm fine. I'm right here. Squirrel. Well, yeah. boosh, gone. <laughs> but, you know, those are dogs. Those are dogs. So, oh, God, what did I do in the what past did, two yeah, months? What did you do? No. <sighs> I finally finished my patio. Almost. Your addition. You, to my your addition patio. to my existing patio. Yeah. So I added an additional 16 feet by 10 feet of my patio. Uh, of an existing patio i added more to it and um it involved building a retaining wall and involved you know putting crushed stone in there and stone dust and the new pavers that i bought and oh my god um i texted nick and i said listen if i ever get an idea like this again just punch me in my face just snap me right out of it i have a newfound respect for people who do masonry work it is not fun uh, especially under the sun i have a really good tan so if you can see farmer's tan i can take my tank top off right now and it'll probably seem like i still have my shirt on mm-hmm. so what ha- happened was what you ha- texted happened was, me and you were like if i ever get another idea like this do me a favor and punch me hard in the face yes exactly <laughs> and I said, I won't punch you, but I will shut it the fuck down. Uh-huh. And then I said... She doesn't w- care. She still goes ahead and she does it. Because <laughs> once, once she gets an idea stuck in her head... Oh, yeah. No. There's no yeah. stopping her. It's yeah. over. And then she was like, well, I was thinking... And I- <laughs> <laughs> and i said oh, that's god. how it starts i said oh god and i literally sent her a gif of some guy punching another guy in the face and knocking him out <laughs> but it's done it's done the only thing left so it, it is 99.95 percent done the only thing left to be done to be done is to take the polymeric sand and put it in and shake it in there so and for our listeners that's gay sand yeah, it yeah, it has sticky sense. sticky you, you put, properties. You, you put it on there and it doesn't. It sticks everything together. It seeps in. You can't get rid of it. Exactly. Okay, it's like semen. Oh, yeah, exactly. Nice. And you know, it just at least something's getting. You throw it down. Burned. You wet it a little bit, and it just gets sticky and hard. So put it in the cracks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Someone's getting put in the cracks. Um. So that's all that's left. And then you know, now I can then focus on planting and making it pretty and mm-hmm. flowers everywhere because it was dusty and horrible and disgusting for the past two months. By yeah. the way, thank you for letting me know that my pants had a hole in them. I was showing Jackie your balls. <laughs> Almost. My She's balls. seen plenty. Trust yeah. me, it's okay. You'll be no, fine. I didn't realize I wore broken pants to work today that's okay yeah. it, it it happens to us thick thighed boys Girl. you know constantly rubbing your pants literally just disintegrate this is in that the area. third fucking pair uh, i can't tell you how many jeans i go through but you know what thick thighs save lives they yes, do yes they do when you get smothered by them mm-hmm. in a good way hey 
<laughs> Some people want to die that way. So, um, well, I mean, it's it's better than being in a submarine right now somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, you know, just trying to figure out whether or not they're going to find you in time. FYI, the memes are flying left and right. They're flying left and right, but it's kind of fucked up. I mean, this is, we're talking about this little submarine thingamajiggy. It's like a little, you know, five-man vehicle where you can like literally lay your back against a, a, a... a curved wall and they're all literally like there's no room for you to stand up in this thing and these people are submerged miles underwater they were going down to see the titanic the shipwreck of the titanic and they lost communication with their mothership so the, this type of vehicle is usually tethered to a ship they can't communicate with it and they haven't been able to find it so they have launched this huge you know search and rescue and you know there's reports that People, um, you know, that are out there with with sonar equipment and all these different types of listening devices are hearing banging, but they can't find them, and they only have enough oxygen to last them five days. That's it. Honestly, what what happened was mm-hmm. they got down to the Titanic. They found something very valuable, and they were like, "Gotta go." Mm. Where'd they go? The, maybe they, they don't found, want people to know. Maybe they found the heart of the ocean. You never know. I, well, I mean, no, she I did throw that. it into the Atlantic. I have that. How did you get it? It's been eighty-four years. Well, that's true. <laughs> no, but but uh, all joking aside, um, I, it's a serious matter. There's regardless if they're billionaires, millionaires, whatever the case may be, it's a fucked up situation to be in. You know, dying by asphyxia is not. Not that I would know by experience, but I would imagine it's not fun. And I hope that they find this vessel and I hope that they can return them back to the surface safely. And y'all people out there with these memes, y'all evil. Y'all going to hell in a fruit basket. I'm just saying it's um, We might be following because I'm, yeah, I'm we right both there. No, I mean, it's I, I've seen some fucked up shit. Like there was a picture of the actual vessel itself and somebody literally just uh, wrote a caption that said like somebody from inside the vessel saying, Alexa, play air supply. <laughs> That's fucked. It is. So it up. is. Um you know, it's. I get it. You know, we we go into you our little. So can this thing not come out of the water? Like, is it stuck? Like, it doesn't. It's a submarine. It should come up. Well, in theory, I mean, well, the do you come they, up when you blow? Yeah, that's different. Yeah, and and yeah, sometimes be, I have to. It's come weird up for because air. there's there's no rhyme or reason. There's no communication stating that they were having trouble. There's. So there's zero info as to what may have occurred. It's right. just they lost communication. And but it, that, it's so. important to understand that this is not um, a, a, a submarine that's autonomous, right? Yeah. It's not like a submarine that's self-sustaining where you can go down in this thing and be down there for months and you don't have to worry about anything and you only come up when you need to. This is a submarine or, or a, a, a vessel that requires the guidance of a bigger ship that's usually on the surface um, so that they can descend. It's almost like, you know, a tethered little robot or whatever. So I'm not sure how you lose something like this if it's tethered to the mothership, in a sense. So, But either way, it's a fucked up situation to be in. I, billionaire or not, if I were down there, I'd be fucking panicking and... 
you know, just thinking about ways to conserve oxygen. And I haven't read a lot on it, but were they supposed to be there for a specific timeline? So, so the, the trip is supposed to be two hours descending Mm -hmm. three hours, um, in the bottom, in the bottom, looking at the ruins of the Titanic and two hours to come up. So the total, they were, they were saying in total shouldn't be no more than eight eight hours, hours. eight or nine hours, give or take, give or take. Uh, to go descend, look, oh, ah, Titanic, wow, and then come back up. Yeah. Suppo- suppo- I know, supposedly, I know in one of the articles that, that I was um, skimming through, it, it did state that they're supposed to help. The people that paid to come along are supposedly helping uh, collect data from the wreckage. So they're kind of, they're paying to kind of sightsee, but also to mm-hmm. kind of help right. I mean, the crew, but... Even at that, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's scary. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things going on here. And all I can tell you is that these trust fund babies right now are probably like getting ready for, a, you know, payday because most of the people that are down there right now are millionaires or billionaires. Um, but, but nonetheless, you know, regardless of who they are, what their status is, it's a fucked up situation to be in. Can you imagine? I'm like, you know, you're down there and you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to die in this little thing and yeah. no one's going to get me in time. Let's not. Yeah. So um, it, it's kind of fucked up. So uh, my heart goes out to them. I hope that they're, they are found in time. Um, it is day three at this point. I think they have, you yeah. know, two days left worth of oxygen. Breathe lightly. Um, and conserve your energy because, you know, I don't know what their resources are as far as food, as far as water, as far as, you know, your body can just do so many different things when you don't have the things that you need to to sustain yourself. So you know, I, I I just I, I just can't imagine. So stop it, people. Be nice. Be nice. Too early. Too early. Oh, that's me. I was like I thought the music was going to go. No, but anyway. Um, so why don't we do this? Uh, we're 26 minutes in. It's perfect time to just take a quick pause. So uh, we'll go on break, and when we come back, we're going to jump into the dish. We've got uh, a few stories lined up for all you folks, and uh, we'll be back. All right. Well, ladies and gents, welcome back from the break. I want to thank you all for allowing us to uh, take that little break. It was important, needed. We needed to, you know, just get get all the all the good things, all the breaks. Anywho, um, I don't know what's happening here with the cameras, but there we are. There we are. Uh, we're back. So, um. We're going to jump into some of the stories that we have lined up for all you folks. Um, why don't you kick it off, Miss Trish? You have you have a very nice story that uh, is very important. Okay. So um, this past Monday um, was oh, the live stream ended. So <laughs> guess what, people? Uh, if you are listening on the live stream audio, you get to still hear the show but if you were watching it on video technical difficulties we're Fuck. done with the video live stream anyway 
Um, okay. I'm still recording. I'll post it afterwards. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? I think it's very poignant because we just celebrated Juneteenth on Monday. It was yeah. June 19th. And uh, it's important to understand, um, you know, black figures in our community um, that have made significant impacts to to um, our community that we may or may not have known about, right? So yeah, I'm also kind of sick and tired of hearing people being like, oh, you get the day off because of that. Like, it's a fucking federal holiday now. It is. Like, it is. And it's, a, it's it, out of all the federal holidays, it is one that actually has a, a really deserving purpose and meaning. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about the enslavement of millions of people that came to an end um and you have this entire group of people in the state of texas that didn't know that that happened until two years after the fact Mm -hmm. and so you know it's it's important and it needs to be talked about and it needs to be you know brought to to the forefront of conversations in our community especially with everything that's happening with uh you know black and brown people in our community. I mean, we had um, to, to see a need to, for example, to put a black and brown stripe on, on the flag and, and create the, the, the equality flag because, or the, the inclusion flag because of the, the, the problems that we're seeing um, with members of, of our community that happen to be black or brown. And, but anyway, Tell yeah. us a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I mean, Juneteenth it's a it's a holiday that was derived from both when it was derived from June and nineteen, so Juneteenth, right? So right. it celebrates Major General Gordon Granger, who um, proclaiming freedom proclaimed freedom for um, enslaved people in Texas, right? Um, which I is, believe it was Galveston, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Where it, this took place? It was Galveston. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I, before the term came around and started, you know, getting buzzed, I didn't know what it was. And I did I, not know either. And I empower all of our listeners to do a little research because it's really important be- to, like, you know, honor the holiday. There are a couple people of um, color on um, my board. Um, and, we had a meeting scheduled on Juneteenth and a couple people reached out and said, Hey, you know, I, I won't be able to attend. So we ended up rescheduling and, you know, just to be like, we want you there, whatever. Um, but like when, when, when I went and put that on the calendar, I'm, I didn't even clock it. Right. And so like, that is my ignorance. And so I, as an individual need to take the time to, to learn and know what, know what it is, know why it's important and know why people celebrate it. And then also kind of like lift them up and celebrate with them. Right. But anyway, so we want to talk about it. It's an important holiday, but these are three black and queer trays, blazer, trays, blazers, trailblazers. Oh, uh, you, she'll be all right. She got it. She got you it. might not have heard of. Um, so Polly Murray, um, Annie Polly Murray. Um, she was a pioneer lawyer. Uh, she was alive from 1910 to 1985. Um, and she was a civil rights advocate, an African-American woman, and an L- and a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Before the word transgender existed, Polly's gender identity diverted from their sex at birth. So she was, uh, you know, a rock star and 
needs to be lifted up. I did not know who she was. And then we also have Gladys Bentley, and she was alive from 1907 to 1960, was a jazz singer and performer during the Harlem Renaissance of the 1920s and 30s. She made her breakthrough at Harry Hansberry's Clam House, a prominent gay speakeasy during the Renaissance. She identified as a lesbian. And lastly, Bayard Rustin. Bayard Rustin was alive from 1912 to 1987, was a civil rights leader who heavily influenced Martin Luther King's understanding of nonviolent activism, earning him the role of King's personal advisor and assistant. So, um, interestingly enough, uh, Bayard Rustin, um, they actually made a biopic uh, of him. And um, the actor Coleman Domingo actually plays uh, Bayard Rustin in the movie. I believe it's available, um, and it was released in 2023. It's available on Netflix. And you can watch his story, um, you know, on Netflix and, and familiarize yourself with such a pivotal character for the civil rights movement that also happened to be a gay man, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, often... An openly gay man. Right. And often we we speak of um, how anti-LGBTQ plus a lot of, you know, like, for example, uh, churches are. And, and especially, you know, in, in the black community, how very anti-gay religion can be, right? And to think that a reverend who is revered by many as, you know, the father of of our civil rights movement, um, seeking and receiving counsel from an openly gay man and taking that that experience that this man, you know, had in his life and 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 using that to as as a gateway to to promote civil rights in this country was just incredibly powerful. But also to learn taking a moment and recognizing that while openly gay, this man has so much to contribute and so much knowledge that can support Martin Luther King at, in every way. I mean, he was a personal advisor to the man. Of course, of course. And so, you know, it just really goes to show you that, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't understand when it comes to how uh, religious views in the black community um, interact or interject with LGBTQ plus folks in that community. And seeing this relationship and understanding how, how that worked and how he was influential in the way that Martin Luther King moved along um, his push for, for civil rights is, is really, really, really a very powerful, um, you know, just thing to, to wrap your head around. Yeah. And while I think like, Religion does play a very important role in identifying, you know, the, you know, homophobia and anti-LGBTQ support in that community. You can also speak to it as well, both you and Jay, because both in in the Puerto Rican community as well as the African-American community, um, it's also about machismo and like manliness and and as a gay man coming out in that um, environment or in that culture, um, you're looked at as different, right? Very, very. You know, growing up for me, um, I knew that religion wasn't for me. And I knew that it wasn't for me because of what it stood for. 
Um, you know, my grandmother was a very religious woman, but she was also a very accepting woman, you know, but I, not everybody had her, her level of, of, of caring, of understanding. Acceptance. She herself had a son that was gay, a daughter who was a lesbian. I mean, so this woman, I, I imagine... Uh, as loving as she was and as pivotal of a matriarch as she was, I don't think that she really understood um, the battles that she was battling between, you know, loving her children and her grandchildren and being faithful and keeping religion, which she was heavily involved with, right? And um, and I never for a moment doubted that my grandmother didn't love me or accepted me in any way, shape, or form. There was never a doubt, but I knew that there was conflict, and I knew that in the end, her love for her kids and her love for her grandchild, for myself, um, would always win, Mm -hmm. regardless. I was having a conversation um, with a friend of mine who is Jamaican, Mm -hmm. um, and we were talking about, you know, being gay and being Jamaican, and they basically said to me, you know, a lot of a lot of people in the Jamaican community, depending on where you live, mm-hmm. I'll say that much, um, won't come out because of their families right. yeah. and yeah. being accepted by their families because family is so important. You know right. what I mean? And we talk about chosen family on the show all the time. And my family is very important to me. But there is this element of, you know, to, for lack of better term, I mean, repression where, I mean, you really relied in a lot of ways on your family and in America, especially it was always the white person putting down the person of color. And so you really relied on that like family connection. And if you were to lose that, it's, it means so much more than for example, you know, somebody who like myself, who could probably figure it out and make it, on, right. on my own. There's a lot more to lose when you are a person uh, that belongs to a minority group. Exactly. Um, and we understand that because we're part of the LGBT. I hope I said group. that right, and I hope I don't get slammed. That was like, no, I, I walked around it hot. Like, I couldn't quite figure out how to like pinpoint what no, I was trying to say, but no, it make, it makes sense. I mean, it, it's it's difficult. I mean, you have the religion aspect on it, and, mm-hmm. and you were talking about it, and and the religion thing sticks out to me, especially with all the memes. Uh, that I see during Pride Month, mm-hmm. right. which is Happy Pride Month, uh, sent to the effect to all the all the um, choir directors um, in all the churches, uh, because you know they tend to churches, be queer people. Yeah, they tend to be queer people. Um, queer and, and arts, and, and I'm telling queer you, queer and arts, and you know they're they're faithful to their faith and belief, um, and this is how they contribute. But yet, you know, sometimes they have to sit through sermons that, you know, mm-hmm. demonize them. That demonize them. So um, it's heartbreaking, lot, yeah, really. I, I forgot which video it was, and, I, and it's been a while back, and it's one of these big uh, uh, pastors that was saying, you know, who kind of brought that to light a few years back, and, and he stated, you know, it, it's hard to sit here and preach uh, sometimes, and you demonize a certain group of people for living a certain lifestyle, but when they're of use to you and what you need, you're willing to overlook, to overlook those differences. Right. Mm-hmm. 
and and he was talking and he was talking technically about the the you know the yeah. the choir instructors and 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 the people that help the churches move along quite frequently which right. or have know, amazing sound and yeah. amazing music <laughs> yeah. and you know yeah, so. bring the spirit of the lord into uh, into the space um you know it, it's interesting because we have we have a mutual acquaintance right that um sure. i sing with often uh-huh. <laughs> at the bar yeah. who is tall? yes very tall Got it. Yeah. um who happens to be a, a person that sings and directs the choir in church yes right and um you know, I, I often, I love this person so much. I think he's just an amazing human, very caring, very loving, always happy, um, super smart. Uh, he's got a doctorate um, in music and, you know, he's he's a church-going person. But, you know, he comes into the bar and he's just this complete different human being. And I say to myself, I feel pain in his conflict between his love for his religion and his love for who he is as a human. And the fact that those two can't exist in the same space. The thing is they can, and they, they already do. They do, right? There are plenty of gender affirming religion uh, or spaces. His religion Um, is not one of them. Right. Unfortunately, but there are, there are plenty um, that, 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 you can go to. I mean, there is even one on the town green down here in New Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it gets to a point at which, you know, how far do you go with your, you know, sexual identity and religious identity without kind of trying to find the right place for you? So yeah. if you're, yeah. if you continue to sit in a place that it, that's not affirming um, because that's what you're used to, Break the mold. You know, the, right. there are there are a lot of people in the LGBTQ community that 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 will never let go of religion and that are looking actually for faith. Um, I'm and there's gonna, nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But there are there, is, there are yeah. places there are places where you can go and, and practice your faith. Right. And you and sometimes while, you have to look at the bigger picture. A lot of the times, it, it also comes down to family. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I say. Right. So, so you grow up in a you grow up in a certain church. You go to a specific, uh, you know, venue. Uh, your family is mm-hmm. is integrated into the system for years on end. And correct me and, if I'm wrong, and, but like those families, those those mm-hmm. religious families. They say it takes a village. It becomes a village that helps your family. You right. become right. a huge community. Right. But, but then again, not a lot. And a lot of times, you you have to realize the older generation, mm-hmm. which come before us, don't don't see it that way. Still, regardless mm-hmm. of all the changes that occur, right. and then it's kind of like you know they put the pressure on you. You know, we've been here. 40 50 60 years right. attending this church and you have this talent and you need to share it right uh, so it kind of becomes more to me and that's just me looking in mm-hmm. from what i've seen uh occur right. not any specific individual you know uh, that i'm i'm pointing out to but it kind of falls on you so it kind of becomes more of a a duty to the family mm-hmm. and the church and i think people tend to you know they're willing to sacrifice certain conveniences to just to appease family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, 
it's it's tough because I've seen it. I've seen it growing up. You know, I've I grew up in the Catholic faith, and, yep. and you know, so did I. Same, and it's same thing. You know, then then we become what we call holiday Catholics, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know? show up and, on New on Christmas I mean, Eve, on Easter. Easter. You know, um, I, I I grew up. I I I did a lot of you know confession, communion. I, I'm a, I'm a Knight of Columbus. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> So it's it's like you do so much because you assume this is what you know this is what my forefathers have done my father was a big member yeah. of the church my mother was this is what i believe in but as i got older and started learning more and you know kind of loving yourself more loving myself more cuz right. technically i didn't quote unquote come until i was 35 yeah right. i've known my whole fucking life i'm bisexual you know what i mean mm-hmm. i was always conflicted and the church played a big role on that yeah so you know it's it's difficult to kind of move forward sometimes mm-hmm. uh, just because you're trying not to ruffle feathers yeah right so right. it's it's weird but it is what it is sometimes you just got to yeah allow people and and a lot of people that we see that we feel conflicted for them choose to Stay this way. No. Yeah, you know, honestly, I think <laughs> it's interesting because uh, in that podcast I was talking about um, uh, something, I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically I feel as though there's so much intolerance basically because people aren't educated. And I think if people were to take a step back and realize the moral of the story is we're celebrating Juneteenth mm-hmm. because not only do we need to uplift this community, but a lot of people within this community feel like they have, they're restricted and, and they need, they need support and love and know that there's a huge community. Right. It's not just the community you grew up with. But I I will tell you this though. So regardless of the fact that, you know, we now have uh, Juneteenth recognized as a federal holiday. It is also recognized as a holiday here in the state of, of Connecticut officially. Yeah. Um, yeah, Go on. um, Even though it's recognized, um, you know, there are still systemic um, problems. There are still systemic things that are in place that are, that are, that exists to do anything other than just, you know, oppress black and brown people. Um, it's, it's what it's designed to do. Right. And so, you know, you start talking about, you know, doing advocacy about regarding, you know, systems that are in place to oppress people in other ways other than slavery. Right. We know slavery ended all in all but name because you have all, all these institutional, um, uh, processes that are put in place to prevent for example people of color from buying in certain neighborhoods right or you know people that are being um you know sort of kind of like pushed out of neighborhoods because other people want to go in and do other things with it because you know the 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 real estate might be profitable for them um We've seen this happen in Harlem a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, in where, you know, black and brown people, people uh, of Hispanic heritage that were largely um, occupying Harlem were pushed out because developers wanted to come in and Well, here, and here's, do- a, here's a prime example that a lot of people don't recall. Central Park mm-hmm. was a huge African-American community. Yes. Thriving doing really well developers demolished the homes 
Mm-hmm. Because they get, wanted to build the park. Yeah, because they wanted to build a park. And, and they chose that neighborhood. And they chose that neighborhood to demolish. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it again, <laughs> you know, you you have to see the struggles and people don't realize that. Even and look, listen, and look at that. Look at that area right now. Even our own city has history. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you. So, you know, you know, the, the mall. Yeah. No, not the mall. So, you know, that 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 34. Yeah. Um, connector. Yeah. connector there was an entire column of beautiful brownstones that lined that entire space going from where the new X Exelon building is all the way down to uh, Exion, is it? Alexion. Alexion. All the way down to the LT Grassa Boulevard was full of brownstones. People who largely occupied these brownstones were people minorities. Yeah, people of color. They decided that they were going to go and demolish, take everything by eminent domain and demolish and build a highway that would go from I-95 and 91 all the way to 84. And guess what? They got to the end of of the road there on L.T. Grasso Boulevard and did nothing else with that. And they took all of that land by eminent domain. Do you think that there are reparations for people who lost their valuable property in the middle of downtown New Haven for that? No. And now you have companies like, um, help me out here, Pfizer, who has a beautiful building on property that once belonged to people who were considered, you know, low income and that had valuable property. Do you know how much that those properties would sound now, well, you know, nowadays? Well, Millions. You know, honestly, yeah. uh, some... What bothers me about the whole thing is one, people weren't compensated correctly. Right. And two, there's this fucking formula at every state that if you were to do exactly what you're talking about, okay, well, all right, you take down three homes, you have to, you know, provide at least 35 or 25 uh, low income housing in buildings that you put up. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy to me. It's like I'm gonna I'm going to take this from 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 these people in low yeah. income neighborhoods, and then but no, don't worry. I'll provide yeah. at least twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll displace one hundred percent of the people that lived on this land, but we'll only occupy or allow them to occupy twenty or thirty percent of the new development yeah. that we're building. And I. I, yeah. I Sounds like we're slamming New Haven. New Haven's come a long way. Oh, it has come a long way, but but things were bad. Yeah, they were very bad. Things were very bad, but New Haven has come a long way. I think that you know when it came to um, the projects by the um, train station, Mm -hmm. that jungle, yeah, um, which actually, which is not the name. That unfortunately, that's when I moved to to Connecticut from New York. That's how I was introduced to that area. Yeah, what was the name of that place again? The jungle. I was I was introduced to it by accidentally turning into it and getting (laughs) pulled over by a cop and saying get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, But that that um, area kind of bred a lot of gang activity because it was very low income. Yep. Right. But what the city did, they did get rid of it. They demolished it. It's going to be something else. I'm not sure what yet. But they made sure that every single family in that complex was placed in an appropriate housing. It mm-hmm. placed in appropriate housing. Right. So it wasn't just displaced, not, you know, they, they really, they, right. they did right. 
Well, they're doing right they did now right because now to there's an a extent. lot more people watching. Yeah. To an extent, right? Because for all of those low-income people, they just had to cross the street to get on a train and go somewhere. Go to Bridgeport. Go here. Go there. True. Now where you're placed, now you have to catch additional cabs, additional Ubers, additional this. It was prime real estate. It's right next to one of the most iconic and one of the few, you know, buildings left that are part of, you know, the, the era of 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 tran- train transit, right? It's Union Station is a very beautiful station. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's prime real estate. And what they wanted to do was go in and build, have a development build so that, you know, you could have, you know, elite people that can live next to a train station. I thought they wanted to build a mall. Mm, You can't put a mall there. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they've done the same thing in Bridgeport, down down where uh, Bass Pro Shops is at, that whole area. Right. One of of Bridgeport's oldest and most well-known Spanish restaurants, La Familia, mm-hmm. was there for years. Decades. Decades. That whole street, <laughs> East Main Street, the beginning all the way down, lined with businesses. Mm-hmm. All that stuff was demoed. What, what lies there now? There's a Starbucks and a T-Mobile. Yeah. Right. And then Best Pro Shop. So, so they're still doing it, you know, in, in, in the guise of improvement and bringing in business. Mm-hmm. And they did all that because they were, right. at the time, Trump there's, was interested in putting a building oh in God. that marina. There, There's there's a term for that. Um, and I, 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 it can't, it escapes me right now. Gentrification. Gentrification. Thank you. Uh, it's taking valuable real estate from people who have, you know, always had access, right? Specifically low-income people to, you know, Get them out and and build in in its stead. So, anyway, actually, okay, yes. In the end, the important thing that we're trying to 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 bring to the forefront is the fact how important a national holiday like Juneteenth is for members of of marginalized communities, especially the back and black community, right? But also how important it is to identify that there were a lot of black queer activists that did a lot for our community. Oh, of Absolutely. course, and still do. Every single day. I mean, when you think about, for example, people like Billy Porter who are out there, you know, not only is he having an amazing time doing his tour right now, but this man has been at the forefront of fighting and being an activist day in, day out, right? You have other people that are that are part of the, the black community that are doing amazing work as well. Um, but having something like Juneteenth recognized nationally just helps the cause. It helps mm-hmm. bring them one step closer to to not having to deal with the shit that we we've seen over the decades in this country. You know, it's this country has a problem, and it is by far not resolved. And there's a lot more. It's work getting to worse. Do. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's 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 crazy and it's sad. But um, either way. I'm glad that it is a federal holiday. I'm glad that, you know, people of the black community get to celebrate it and and show us who they who they really are and and all the amazing um I watched the entire concert. There was a concert that was had in, in LA. Um and so on Juneteenth, you know, that evening I watched the entire concert and it was just amazing. SWV was there. You know, you've got a lot of gospel music and a lot of celebration. The national anthem at the beginning was just amazing. 
because um, there is a black national anthem. Yeah. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but there is, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. And, and it was just utterly just moving and SWB rocked and you're saying, Oh, anyway. So yes, thank you for, I, I think that led to a very beautiful, beautiful conversation. Yeah. Excuse yes. anything that I fucked up. No, that's okay. You know, we're, you know, white people. I mean, some people perceive me to be white and that's okay. Um, whatever you want me to be, I'll be. Um, we know. So, so we can't, we can't, how would I say, um, represent the black community, but we can certainly talk about it and make sure that people understand that it is important for them to be seen, to be valued, to be um, looked at as important, valuable members of all of our communities and that have done amazing, great work over the course of of centuries to to be where we are today. Correct. And technically, yes, we can represent that that. F- in, in in a small way, as a as a Puerto Rican, that that blood runs within our roots. Yes, it does. Uh, um, yes, it know, does. So. Um, <laughs> I, I will tell you though that one person. You remember that one person that kept stalking me on Grinder that said, "You know, you can't speak to this, oh, and yes. you can't dig that. You're you're white." You're yes. a racist. He kept telling me, "Like you're a racist." I'm like, "Oh, okay, thanks, man." Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that. I don't know what to tell you. All right. What? Um. So, good article, by the way. That's, that's it is. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Very in depth. Thank you, you for you sharing. Gotta, you got to start picking one or two things. Oh, I'm just going to skim over these things because these are good things. Okay. So Luke McFarland, if you guys all know, we talked about him Mm. last year. Mm. He is the star of the rom-com bros, uh, which I was kind of annoyed at. I like, I watched the movie. I liked most of it, but some of it, like his whole, like, I like straight the acting character. thing was just like a little bit too much for me, but I understand that was a character, um, you know. So anyway, Luke McFarland's now a dad. So um, happy Father's Day to Luke McFarland! Um, yay! Yep, that better be adopted. Hey, is he you, straight? You can't. Choose. No, he's gay. You can't. Yeah, he's gay. Yeah. Oh, hey. so. Oh, with his partner. With oh, his partner. So he's you a new dad. Okay. You can get it. You can get it, Just daddy. remember, you can't choose your dad, but you can always choose your daddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. <laughs> are you promising me a good time? A good those, time. those are honest words to live by. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the other news story that I just wanted to highlight, uh, which I think it's important, it, it comes to us from a, a sports perspective. Wrestler CM Punk. God, if that's your name. Yes. You better work. Uh, Stands up for trans kids from inside the ring. So after competing in his first match since September of 2022, all elite wrestler star CM Punk used his platform to deliver a pro pride message specifically in support of transgender kids. So thank you for doing that. Snaps for him. Okay, another story here that I thought was really amazing to mention. Uh, by the way, if you if you want to read some of these stories, you can go to advocate.com uh, because they're posting, you know, most of the stuff that um, I looked up today for the show. Uh, Christian pastor stands up against the church for his gay son. A Christian Reformed Church pastor who has a gay son has spoken out against the Dean uh, Dean nominations decision to uphold its teachings against same-sex relationships and marriages and you know i mentioned this before you know my grandmother was a very religious woman but there was no doubt 
in my mind that she ever not supported me as a human and as a gay person and her children. Uh, and while there may have been conflict between her religion and her love, her love always won. And I think that in this case, with this pastor, um, snaps for him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Speak your mind. So I don't know. I'm just sick and tired of seeing people come out as supportive after they have somebody in their family that's impacted. Like valid. You know, like this is great. Great. Right. Super supportive of it. But we've seen historically so many politicians, pastors, or whomever right. come out in support of the LGBTQ community after their family is affected, which I get because then you finally have a moment to like, oh, I need to educate right. myself. Fuck that. People, educate yourself now because you shouldn't just be supporting a community because your family member is a part of it. You should be supporting a community because they're human and they're important. Hey, fucking man, girl. Claps for you. All right. Lastly. Oh, class <laughs> claps for her fingers, fingers. Point, 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 point. Anyway, uh, lastly, uh, the late, excuse me, let me start that again. The legislative body in the Baltic country of Estonia voted to legalize marriage equality on Tuesday by a vote of 55 to 34. The 101 seat. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what they call their body of Congress Uh, amended the country's family law act and other laws to legalize marriage equality for uh, the first of the former Soviet satellite state to do so. The amended law is scheduled to go into effect on January 1st of 2024. Do that again. Riajikogu. Riajikogu. <laughs> I was uh, I was doing the same thing as you. As you it sounds it. like Grogu, yeah. like little Grogu from yeah. Star Wars. Okay. Um, but anyway, those are the happy, feel good. Um, to the exception of what he pointed out over here. Uh, That's stories. my job because you're being all Mister Happy. I want to be happy for Pride and Month. I support that 100. percent But I'm gonna have to like, you know, you know, one more thing. I don't have anything for on this day. It's in there. Your computer just doesn't update. Yeah, your computer's on a break. Yeah. Unless I updated the wrong Probably 349? Yeah, no, that's right. Okay. Yeah, it's in there. All right, but anyway, that's all I have for our stories today. So make sure that, you know, if you want to uh, read those stories in full and get more information, uh, go to theadvocate.com and uh, check out all of the uh, different stories that they have. There's a lot of sad stuff happening. I just, again, I made a promise. Happy stuff for Pride Month. I'll go back to being a bitch come July 1st. Can't wait. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all we have for you. So I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to my boys. Did you get your on this day? Fabulous. Um, I so, guess I had to say something for the computer to catch up. <laughs> you got you to gotta be nasty to yeah. it. That's what it is. Trish, you're up. You want your love, girl? Mm. All right, everybody. Here's Molly Kim's minute. Number one, Republicans don't have anywhere to eat this month. All of these chains chains celebrate pride. Sorry, not sorry. What do you mean they don't have anywhere to eat this month? It's pride month, so a lot of the restaurants they normally visit have pride events or pride 
Oh, or they're donating the prize. Poor babies. This is me caring. Just go on grinder and get your dick sucked. Get over it. <laughs> Number two, Sesame Street has been celebrating Pride all month long, and it's adorable. Oh, adorbs. Number three, out author Todd Parr wrote one of the most banned children's children's books. He still believes in kindness. Well, you better work, Mr. Oh, Todd. J. Bear, you're up. Alrighty, on this day in gay history, brought to you by Gay Talk 20, an LGBTQ podcast. God.com, but that's all right. I'll forgive you. <laughs> uh, July 21st, the year was 2000 in the UK. Section 28, that a local authority shall not intentionally promote homosexuality or publish material with the intention of promoting homosexuality. Or promote the teaching in any main, what? maintained school of the ac- acceptability of homosexuality as a pretended family relationship. Mm. This seems a little cut off. I feel like it's halfway. Mm. So basically what it says is section 28 states that the local authority shall not intentionally promote homosexuality or public materials. So so oh, basically, so section 28 was repealed in Scotland. That That's is correct. That's what I missed. I'm sorry. Okay, yes. That would have made more sense before I started reading all Right, that. so so before <laughs> you couldn't... You, you were not allowed to... Yeah. Right. To intentionally promote homosexuality or right. publish material with the intention of promoting. Right. So that was repealed back in 2000. You better work Scotland. All right. Interesting. Okay. Nice. And we move on to our announcements. Do you want to do them? I'll take it. Go for it. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as the episode is published. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our favorite listeners, can help to support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Next week, we welcome Kyle Turner, author of The Queer Film Guide, 100 great movies that tell LGBTQIA plus stories. The Queer Film Guide celebrates LGBTQIA plus stories and artists, offering a fresh take on what defines great cinema. You said it wrong. What? Legitimate. Yes. Don't forget to check out our episodes. We have... No. No, 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 that's not me. I was Never trying mind. to write it. Yeah. Well, yeah, your computer's updating stuff. So, um, lastly, um, unless you want to take it, uh, it says, "Don't forget to, to check out." All right, the well, episode. don't forget to you know check <laughs> yeah. out the episode yeah. that uh, Nick Bussett was on uh, for the "This Queer Book Saved My Life." Um, all of the episodes for the season are available now, and you can go on iTunes on all of the major podcast streaming platforms and download those episodes and get to listen to our dear Trish mm-hmm. uh, talk a little bit about what it was that changed her life, that saved her life. What what you know, all this experience. Well, that was you yeah. and Jay. I'm not going to say it was Chris. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, no, Chris too. Chris too. So um, definitely check out the episode. I think it's amazing. Yep. Thisqueerbook.com is the website. As if, you know, you weren't tired of listening to her voice here. Now you can get to go listen to her somewhere else. Literally. 100%. Sorry. Good luck, everybody else. (laughs) Trish, darling. All right, everybody. Don't forget, you got to get the future method today. All other and all other products. 
Uh, all products are doctor developed. You can clean out without hurting your bum. Take confidence anywhere with the anal powder packs and now increase your stretch goals with the three-piece anal glass dilation kit. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum accessories today. Yas queen. Jaybird. And as always, it is time to put a ring on it. Our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio, Nick. All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. Email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom, do better than me. Oh, Lord have mercy. And uh, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab. There you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us your uh, questions via voice message. We can answer those for you on the show if you'd like. All you have to do is just dial 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need all those digits, it is 334 Four two nine four two five five. Eight two five five. Oh my god, you're gonna call somebody in Alabama. Don't do it. Let me repeat that number. Three three four four two nine eight two five five. And um, you know, all that that is left to say is that don't forget that we do stream live currently on Wednesdays. We're looking to change to Mondays. Again for the summer, starting with the first episode on July tenth. Is yep, that correct? That's correct. And then we'll oh, do that for gonna, the summer months. We're going to celebrate my birthday. Oh, is it your birthday? Will you not be here? The day before. Oh, the day before. So we'll yeah. celebrate your birthday here. Yes, yeah. we'll do that. Because you're July 9th. Yes. Okay. okay. So starting July 10th, we'll go back to our Monday schedule at 6 p.m. for the remainder of the summer. And then in September, we'll come back to Wednesdays. I know it's confusing and I apologize for all of you listeners, but, you know, bear with us. We're trying to navigate, you know, having fun and recording the podcast and doing all the things that we need to do. Yeah, life. But in either case, whatever happens... We will make sure that you're notified and you can access the live stream by visiting gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream. I love you all. I want to wish you all a happy pride. And um, thank you so much, guys. I hope that you all have a wonderful night. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more dish.